and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. I am happy to see Bruce play whatever he wants to play, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. Joining me today is Allie. Allie, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Allie Scales. A lot of you know me. I'm from New York City. I've been to 216 shows. Wow. Yeah. That does not include, however, Jesse, it doesn't include, for instance, last month's Stand Up for Heroes or Light of Day or the induction ceremonies. I don't include any of those in my number because those are just little teases. But 216 full Springsteen or Springsteen in the band, the Seeger sessions. Okay. By himself. Yeah. 216. So I... I I believe you may have be the leader in the clubhouse uh, for people. No, I I know someone that has two fifty. Well, but on my show. Oh, on your show then? Yeah. Uh, I've had a couple people say they can't remember. They've seen so many. Dave and, Mark always tells me to say that. Yeah. Probably, it's more sexier <laughs> people. Oh, I, I've been to so many. Oh, I can't count. Well, and you know, I've shared this story before. There's a lady named Sarah Hickman who. Used to be in Dallas. She now lives in Austin. She's a song singer songwriter, and I cannot remember the times I've seen her because we saw her back before Chris was born. My son's now 26, so we have seen her over that years, uh, you know, sometimes two or three times a year. And so I really cannot remember the amount of times we've seen her. So I understand that. So that's pretty impressive. Before we get into that, talk to me a little bit, Allie, about your musical background. What kind of music did your family listen to? Was it a, you know, was music always playing in the background? So this made perfect sense for you to get on this journey? Yeah. Well, it's it's this, it's very interesting that you asked that because literally in my home, even though it was my parents, my sister and myself, it's almost like three generations because of the age difference. My sister and I are 17 years apart. Wow. Right. Right. So then you and my parents were um, there. If my parent, my, they were alive, my father would be hitting 89 this year. Okay. So you, you're really talking, you know, you know, almost three generations because I'm only in my 40s. <laughs> so I was going to ask what year you graduated from high school. That's my polite way of asking my guest, you know, their nice. appropriate age. So. 1986. So now you know. Right. Yeah. So I graduated in 77. So but, yes. Um, and my sister graduated in 69. My sister could be my mother. I mean, not yeah. the, but you know what I mean? So there's like three generations. So I grew up from everything from big band and Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin to my sister listening to my sister who was at Woodstock listening to Jimi Hendrix and, you know, um, Carol King and, and, and Deep Purple and, um, ELO and, you know, and, the, you know, just everything. It was, it was from Frank, the spectrum was insane in my house. You know, one room you heard big band music playing Glenn Miller and, and of course, you know, Frank yeah. Sinatra and stuff. And in the other room you heard, you know, riffs of Jimi Hendrix. You know what I mean? It sure. was insane. Did so, you... Yeah. Have you always lived in New York area? Um, I was born and raised. Um, no, I haven't. I've been fortunate enough through my um, my career choices that I have. I lived in Europe, two different places. I've lived um, in Florida and California. You know, I've lived a lot around the world. Okay. 
Yeah, so I and see when I was living in Europe was the reunion tour. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh. It was it was fantastic because if people who are not with you know then and that it was prior to nine eleven also so there wasn't certain restrictions and you know we just went all over Europe to see him like you know it was easy it was easy peasy you know Ali that's one of the regrets I have is uh, just due circumstances we before we started recording we were sharing stories about raising children and. Chris was born in 89, 98, 99. Uh, You know, there's just all kinds of kids stuff. There's, you know, sports and Cub Scouts and school projects and. And and not, and also the money factor. Exactly. It was. So I did not get to see Bruce until uh, 2002, the rising tour. And I would have loved to seen that reunion tour though. You know, now I regret he was here during the other band years and other stuff. He was at the Bronco Bowl here in Dallas once. Sarah actually opened for him, though she did not get to meet him. She talked about she did four or five songs and then, you know, it was acoustical show and she didn't get to meet Bruce. And then, you know, he came out and I'm like, dang it, living in Dallas, there aren't as many opportunities as the East Coast, but at least for some. So I, I would have loved to see where I am. Yeah. And I can only imagine the the joy after the band being away, you not not sure if they'll ever get together again to have that tour must have been just something magical. It was. It was. It was phenomenal. I mean, especially since when you, if we go back, when did I first get introduced to Bruce? Right, like, which is my next question. So go ahead. Perfect segue. Right, exactly. Um, my, you know, obviously my sister, you know, she wasn't living at home anymore, you know, right. obviously being 17 years older, but I'll never forget. I used to go to sleepaway camp, which is a big thing here in the Northeast, you know, for the city kids, you know, because mm-hmm. back, especially back in the day in the seventies, you know, and in, in, in early eighties, you know, it, there was nothing for the kids to do in the city here. You know, you didn't have all these activities and karate and soccer and day camp and, and all this stuff, you know, you, it was either you took your kids to work on a babysitter, you know, um, if you were to income home, you know, and, um, I went to sleepaway camp up, upstate New York and my sister would always, she bought me like back in the day, the big fad red or blue, you know, a track and cassette when cassette players came out, right. So those big hefty ones with the, you know, she always kept me up to date on music and she would send me everything. So I still have my original cassette for um, Darkness and for Born to Run. Those are the only two original cassettes I have. Um, my, I... my brother has, I think, all of his. Yeah. Um, my my half-brother um, has, like, all of his. But um, I have those two of cassettes left. I have my Endless Summer 8 track for, oh uh, for, uh, for the Beach Boys, which was the first uh, a Beach Boys CD, uh, you know, CD release. And it was an 8 track that I bought. And I've kept that, even though there's no way to play it. Um, I what, have just. Player? Come uh, on. Yeah, I know. Gosh, what's it's up? Here, it's about to come back. If, if, if vinyl can be as so popular as it is right now. <laughs> yeah. 8 tracks on its way back. That is awesome. So do you remember what kind of, what song first got you or was it a little bit everything? Meeting across the river. 
Uh, okay. Yeah. That is a little bit different. Yeah. I was not, I was at that age between, I was probably 11, right? Right? Somewhere like maybe 10, 11, 12. I was a, I, I wanted to be a writer. Okay. I wanted to, you know, change the world with words. That was me. So like, I wasn't the rowdy, you know, born to run. And I wasn't the rowdy, you know what I mean? Rosalie, you know what I mean? Like the jumping anthem type kid. Okay. I was always, um, cause I liked the crooners, all, the crooners. How do you say that? The crooners like Sinatra and, you know, I liked all their music too. So I was more, you know, mellow for, for lack of better words, you know, just more melancholy, more just a dreamer, you know, for especially what today is, you know, saying yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Right. And um, that was that song. And, you know, I live in New York, you know what I mean? So that song yes. is kind of poignant, poignant for New Yorkers. Absolutely. And, yeah. So I don't know. That was it. And it, it's still, I mean, I hear that when I, I mean, when um he played that, at MetLife, you know, after Clarence, especially. Mm-hmm. And he, I, my, it was my daughter's first show. Not my son's, but my daughter's. And we were in the pit. Mm, okay. <laughs> and it was MetLife. You know what I mean? Sure. And it was everything. And he, when he played that and then into Jungle Land. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? It was like life came full circle. My daughter is on the floor for the first. It was just insane. I was able to hear that at one of the Dallas shows, um, and after Clarence, yeah, uh, I think it it may have been before Clarence. I'm not sure. I have to because if it was with, I mean, if it was if it's with Clarence, that's incredible. Yeah, after Clarence has a whole other impact, you know. I bet. Yeah. And so, um, and what made me think of it, it is a guy named Peter David who is a. fantasy science fiction writer he's written tons of comic books that i love he wrote you know they had a collection of short stories about meeting across the river and um and he had written one of the short stories so when i came back after you know i shot him an email you know his fan email address telling him that you know he had played it and i thought of his story so yeah that's that is a wonderful um just a wonderful song, and I bet surprised you though. Tell me why. Um, you just don't think of him doing that live. <laughs> it is just not. Ask me what my first song though to fall in love with him was. Okay, I, Tell I hadn't me. seen him live yet. Okay, so what's the first one? Live. Yeah. It was Johnny ninety nine third song or fourth song he played? Um, at um, Izod, it was August fifth, eighty four. Mm-hmm. And when I and that was before the woohoo, you know, and all that other band interaction. Right. When when that was on the Born in the USA tour, and he just jumped into it, you know. And we were, this is insane, you know. There were still seats on the floor back then, you right. know, people that are old enough to remember, you know, fold, folding chairs. Yes. And people actually still respected it, you know. You know. Yeah. Most trouble you would get into was would be for standing on the chair. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would, you know. But um, it was we were. I think we were something like the seventh or eighth row. I mean, this was a whole fluke how it all came about. 
and it was my friend's birthday. She's still a very dear friend of mine. And um, her uncle got these tickets through somebody. You know what I mean? It was a last minute. And okay. we're eight. my first show, first show is opening night, the um, Born in the USA tour in the Meadowlands eight or nine rows from the stage. Wow. Okay. Okay. So like, it doesn't like you, like, you know, it's like almost like you should stop right now. Yes, it's not going to get better than this. Absolutely. But and you think, can't stop with one. Well, that's the problem. Yes. It's crack. Exactly. It's crack. Bruce provides, you know, it's like a heroin, you know, you're my heroin, Bruce. Or, it's a, yes. or, or other people say, like I've said many times, this is my gospel, my church, you know, where I feel my, where I feel enlightened and then feel empowered when I come out of a show, you know, four yeah. hours later. But yeah, he went into, he did like the obligatory, I think it was one or two songs from Born in the USA. And um, he went into Johnny 99 and like, and I was never like a big anthem, like I told you. Right. But by, I guess it was like the fourth or fifth song, I think it was. And by that time, the crowd was really warmed up. You know yeah. what I mean? And the excitement and the electricity and, 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 and everything, I remember that being like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm standing, you know, right near Bruce Springsteen. You know what I mean? And, and that was it. That was it. That at, was it. At, that, the, yeah, at that show, that song. And I still dance to that song. It's not one of my favorites anymore, but I still, you know, they're odd. Everybody, odd, you know, I don't have, I mean, I love deeper music from him, but though, if you're asking my first things, you know? Sure, no, I understand totally. That is amazing. So it's, I won't ask you for a favorite show of the 216, oh. but I will ask you, a recent guest, Mike Nichols, was on. Sure. And Mike said that if he had his choice, he would prefer just the core band members playing a show versus the um the band on steroids yeah the 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 i call it the e street orchestra right so I how agree. about you i agree okay i agree the yeah. full, i i and i'm glad they actually are just doing the band yes group. they are in this latest tour right now i i would agree with mike um it you know it, you know when a bit you know this is how i feel in the huge stadium, the outdoor stadiums, in the huge crowds, the band on steroids, so to speak, or whatever you right. call it, does give, you know, in these 85,000, like, you know, MetLife, 85,000 people are in there, you know, yes. on, a, on a show. You know, the big band does give more of a presence, more of a oomph, more of a push, you know what I mean, out to that whole 85,000. Yeah. And but in the smaller runs, mm -hmm. you know, because I love this orchestra and and I love, you know, like Shackled and Drawn, you know, when oh, everyone's absolutely. at the end and, you know, this whole, but it's a very different, I did not get to go to the Seeger sessions. It didn't oh. come anywhere close to Dallas. So this is as close as I've got to that. Stripped down, naked. Yeah, that, that kind of band. So I can understand. Is there a, and, and I realize uh, depending on the day. You probably could tell me who's your favorite um, child. 
though normally right you, you you like you you know the thing you normally like when you ask you say well that's like asking which one is your favorite child and i i always laugh i go um you know guys sometimes we do can tell you which ones are favorite because they can be oh, kinds of pain can you give me a favorite tour or maybe a top couple because now you've done them all i mean you've done almost you've been in the usa that tour that was my first tour no 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 okay. I, right that was my yes yeah, so you've tour. done that so you've done tunnel of love you've yep. done did you go to the other band shows not only did i go my husband i mean his first show was a seeger sessions seeger sessions tour okay okay which is like kind of like like at the time he was like am I gonna like this and then he's like oh my god I've been to like an iconic show it was at the garden that was great what was my favorite tour or or show oh my god you know what as I okay I have I have a good one for you I I have an I have an answer on the 2012 leg Mm-hmm. of the working on a dream tour right that was 2012 was we're still working on a dream right the early part that part when yeah the the the, the european leg on the 2012 tour which i was fortunate enough to see a bunch of shows that that was probably my favorite times but my favorite even it was the whole orchestra the whole band jake was coming into his own the electricity bruce i think was just pumped i, I yeah yeah, that was my favorite section. I know I'm I'm babbling. You could edit. No, it. not at all. Did I really you... had to think. I really had to think about it though. How many countries have you seen him in? <laughs> okay, let me tell you where I haven't seen him. Okay. I haven't seen him in Australia yet. I haven't seen him in Asia for a very good reason. He hasn't played Asia. Okay, <laughs> yes. Nor Africa, which but it would be incredible if he did, like in Egypt somewhere. I would definitely go to that. I've seen him in South America lots of different times due to work also back in um, the day. I've seen him, I've seen him in, I haven't seen him in Italy, which I'd like to. You, you deduct from that, I've seen him in Ireland, in England, in Spain, Barcelona is amazing, in France, in Germany. I, I've seen him. <laughs> what is the most shows you've seen on any one tour? And have you ever done just one show on a tour? No. I've okay. never done just one show on a tour. And I saw him on one tour. I think that's where I got my big nut of it because he did 10 nights at the Garden and ten night and seven or eight nights at the Meadowlands. And that's the beauty of living here. Right. And I went every single night. For three weeks, I think it was over 22 days, those 17 shows, oh. I, I went every night. Did you have to go to work the next day or were you, did you save up your vacation time? Both. Okay. Both. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, but I'm a Bruce warrior, you know, yes. and I'm not, big, I'm not also a big drinker. So, so there wasn't like that adding to the whole equation of getting up the next day. Absolutely. Allie, did you have to, were you able to get them quote unquote retail or did you have to go through no, ticket brokers? I, no, I don't go through ticket brokers Okay. at all. I never, ever have. I go through Ticketmaster. I go through BTX. I go through word of mouth. I go through ticket drops at the last minute. 
but never with a broker. I, I, I refuse. I'm, I'm very anti-broker, actually. Is there a place that you you don't enjoy seeing him? In other words, that you go, this crowd, based on your history, does not seem to be in him as much. And it's okay if you there isn't. I just... I mean, there is, but I, I, I'd really like to not say it. Okay. Because cause I know... <laughs> It's actually, it would, um, I'll tell you offline, okay. but it's, okay. it's, it's pretty, yeah, there is. Okay. Cause I will tell you at times as much as I love Dallas and, you know, I've lived here since 86, it, at times it doesn't feel like this is originally I'd just seen him in Dallas. And now that I've seen him in Nashville, Cleveland, Louisville, Kansas City and Houston a couple of times. I think the crowds outside of Texas are a little more ramped up. Um, Cleveland, right? Cleveland's yeah. a great crowd. It was a great crowd. It was yeah. a lot of fun. And that was my wife's second show. And it was the first show where she had done homework. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, well... You know, when she went and saw the Rising tour with me, neither one of us, I had listened to the Rising, but had not, you know, obsessed on it the way when my second show was Devils and Dust, and I just learned that CD right and left. And it felt like he was either doing a college, um, you know, in a college lecture hall talking about that, or in your living room, you know, just telling stories. So that was a great, um, and, you know, the man in black caught me at the very back of the row and said do you want better seats so i ended up getting third or fourth row is that great oh it was so great you were by yourself i, I was and that happens no people, people people never understand they're like you go into the show by yourself i'm like i'm gonna be with fifty thousand other people i'm not by myself yeah, 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 <laughs> i'm yeah. like i've done many of times by myself and i've also had like you where they see me by myself in a section, like security or whatever, and because you're only one, they're like, you can move down. There's seats down there. Yeah. You know, because you're one person. Like I said, I'm not a big drinker, so I'm not all, like, you know, um, sloppy. Yes. But, yeah, people don't get it. I'm like, buy yourself a ticket. Go. And and <laughs> I, I have said this multiple times, and I will continue to say it. All apologies to Disney. You know, a Bruce show is the happiest place on earth. I agree. And if I won the Super Bowl and they asked me where I was going, yeah, I would say to the next Springsteen show. Absolutely. And um, I think we should get into this a little bit, but you know, I just uh, I posted on my there? Facebook page. Yeah, I'm here. Can you not hear me? No, no, no. Are we going there? Yes, we're going to go what there. Happened last night. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I I posted. Um, my, you posted my tweets? Uh, no, I didn't. But I posted the <laughs> link to, um, you know, the official Dream Baby Dream video that they did. Um, oh, you gave it to me too. Yeah, okay. where, you know, and they talked about the, you know, on Facebook and uh, the, you know, the all the shots of people at the concerts. You know, that video he did kind of at the end of the Working on a Dream tour. And then... Um, and I just I think that shows the joy. And then last night you and I you went on a rant. I want you to go on it again. But we talked about, you know, I sent off, you know, ain't good enough because that's one of my favorite songs from the Promise, you know, um, set. And it, so for those of you who don't know, a 
uh, Bruce has said during this latest tour that he and the band will be doing the river in its entirety as part of each show. But he also, I have to just interrupt you. Oh, please. As we go on, because people read the press release or whatever they, you know, read wrong. He also said, and I quote, in addition to other Springsteen favorites. Yes. And before we go any further, I must, I'm sorry. No, please. The river in its entirety is 83 minutes long. One hour, 23 minutes, people. Okay. If people think Bruce Springsteen is only going to get up and perform for one hour and 23 minutes, then I want, you know, they, they literally need help. Okay, now you, I'll let you go. Because if you take all that into consideration. Oh, well, exactly. And so <laughs> and I, buy, I have bought a, um, I bought a DVD um, bootleg of one of the shows he did where he did The River. You know, what, November 12, 2009 at Madison Square Garden? Yes. I was there. Of course you were. <laughs> at this point, I could name any random concert. and You're going to go, yeah, I was there. But so, Ollie, and um, it, <laughs> so, you know, and, and yes, I agree. In fact, I just had this discussion at my wife's uh, Christmas party Saturday night. They, you know, I was talking about these two guys who are executives in our company said, you know, we've never seen Bruce. And I said, Oh, you really should. And, and we talked about how at any given night, you know, 50, 60% of the show are the same songs, but the other 40 to 50% will be different every night. He just depending on his mood and what he's promoting and just doing, that's why you can go multiple nights and it's going to be a different show. That's still the case with this, right, Allie? Yep. And I'm sitting there going, first off, the man is in his 60s. Yes, his, his, his mid to late 60s. Yes. And I, I am, I'm not saying anything. I, I hope he lives another 30, 40 years. But common sense tell you there's less room on the road in front of him than the road on the back of him. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the band members as well. Yes. I mean, y- you look at Max night after night on these tours, and Max, I believe, is even a year older than Bruce. Yes. And and you look at Max, God bless him, on those drums, that car, you know what I mean? <laughs> night after night. And you say, my husband always says, God bless Max. Well, you know, God bless Max. Look at him. My wife has a little bit of a crush on max uh she you know she's like god look how he just keeps going and going i said yes yes i mean think about that for a minute people always are like bruce is running around and bruce is running around take a a pass in and look at max yes (laughs) bruce it's the whole band you know stevie stevie's got so many projects going on right now yes here in new york so many amazing projects here in New York, him and his yeah. wife, Maureen. Nils has had this phenomenal success with his solo um, release of all his works, the box set, and touring all over Europe and here in here in the U.S. You know, so it's, it's you know, they all have all these separate... Max has had tons of stuff. He just finished another residency at the Rainbow Room here in New York. He's been doing, you know, um, a lot of stuff with um, Eddie, promoting Eddie's new... 
um, stuff. So, you know, like they all. And Gary has a solo uh, release coming out in right. January. You know, somebody asked me on, I think it was Dave, somebody, I don't want to name drop that much, but somebody okay. on, another, on another interview, I think it was live on East Street Nation, um, asked me, besides Bruce, and I've met a lot of the other band members, so, so he said to me, besides Bruce, who would you love to like have a drink or a, like a cup of coffee with? Yeah. And I, and I said, Gary. I said, I just get this thing from Gary. I've met Steve a couple of times. He's amazing. He's an amazing, you know. I've had the pleasure of meeting Nils. And he, again, an absolute pleasure. But Gary just seems like, you know, this bass guitar and quiet. He doesn't get in the ruckuses all the time on stage. He just exhibits cool. You know what I mean? Like like Joe Cool. He does. And just what? this this core and pardon the pun, right? A base of the band where they're yeah. building on. Yeah. Uh very, very cool. Just cool. Yes. He seems like the person that would surprise you the most with what would come out of his mouth. Yes. Because he looks, you know, like also when you see him off stage, he just looks like, you know. He doesn't look like a rocker. Like Stevie's a rocker, you know. Nils is a, you know what I mean? Yes. He doesn't look like a rocker when he's off stage. Like Max, they're just like their dads. That's why I think Gary would be cool to just kind of have coffee with. I agree. Um, you want to talk about the River Tour some more? What's going on? I I do, but I also you have you met Bruce? Funny, yes, I have yes. never said two words to him nor him to me well except for singing to me but i've kissed him i've hugged him <laughs> um that story and they weren't at the same time okay and there were pictures there's photo um proof of both no he um have you ever seen you have never seen him in tampa no Okay, he plays either of two arenas in Tampa. You know, one's indoors, one outdoors. Obviously, it depends on the time of the year. When he plays the fairgrounds, usually when it's um, it's different than um, here in New York. In Tampa, he played the indoor arenas more in the the hot weather versus here he played the stadiums. Right. So in May, like in the May, he plays the fairgrounds, and it was um. I was with my brother, my husband, my dearest friend, and a whole bunch of other people, and the pit in Tampa is this is literally like it could be the size of like his living room not my living room but his living room you know what I mean in his mansion it's that small you know for a pit for a yes. pit I was on what would you what you would say the right side the left side by you know I was on Stevie's side the stage okay as you know some say that's Patty's side but I, I just say it's Stevie's side okay uh, so just to give you a visual and I was on the rail because there was a rail on your right with a walkway up to the stage and back you know with tons of security and we were kind of in that railing picture like queuing up for like you know a ride at Disney you know but minus the in and out railings it was like that okay and it was like so all of a sudden a couple of times during the show because he was also rehearsing for Jazz Fest that show where my husband actually was at the bar when he came out to the bar and my husband just looked at him and said, his first words to Bruce Springsteen ever was, holy shit, to his face. Because my husband was at the bar and there comes Bruce to get a shot of tequila in the middle of a song. No one knows where he is because they don't have video on him and my husband's standing there. Got a good picture of 
that that's a good one too. But no, when he came back, he came up the railing during a song, stopped, sang to me and my brother and my sister and my husband and this other really beautiful girl. And I think that was his attraction, not us. And then kept walking. Then he came back again. He literally looks at us, looks at me, points to me. And this and my brother had the hindsight or the wherewithal, I don't know what you want to say, to start snapping pictures points at me, smiles, puts his arm around me, mm-hmm. and then starts singing. I decided to go in for a kiss. On the cheek, obviously. I'm not going to be totally invasive. Right. And the first time I went in, I chickened out. And then my friend Tracy just nudged my back. You know what I mean? Nudged my back. And I went full into it, sweat and all. And he just looked at me and kept singing. <laughs> and that was it. And I said, holy shit. That is awesome. Holy shit. Holy that is shit. awesome. And I mean, I was like the sweat pouring down on my face from him. And and he and he looked at me, he wasn't mad at all. And he had his arm around me and my friends, you know, just standing there. Like he was using us as support. You know what I mean? Like just hold me up, you know? Sure. So that was a great that was great. No, I've been backstage, but I don't know if any, you know, any of you that's been backstage know there's like three sections of backstage. Okay. I've never had the pleasure of being allowed into the inner sanctum. They have, they, you know, they have like um, a buffet and food for people that get invited backstage through the record, you know, through E Street Radio, through competitions, through people you know, you know, there's tons, but um, never met him at backstage like that. Okay. Never met him personally. But you have met a couple of the band members. I have. I have actually, like really met them, like talked you know, had in-depth conversations um, times. I just was at um, uh, Darlene Love's release party in Asbury. Oh, I bet that was a blast. It was. First of all, I uh, I happen to have liked her for many, many years. Like I said, I grew up, you know, with this. Sure, absolutely. Stuff. And then when Stevie, when, St- when Stephen and uh, got really involved around two, I think it was two or three years ago, kind of got like a little like intrigued. And then when, we bought tickets for the show to support, obviously, and then through someone I'm not going to name drop on okay. because they probably wouldn't like that because people would contact them. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, my husband, and my dear friend Judy, who was in from Chicago, got invited to the after party, which was hosted by Steve and Maureen Van Zant. Mm-hmm. So I had a chance again to like talk with Stevie recently, just recently. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, he's a he's an amazing soul. Him yes. and his wife, they're amazing human beings. You know, besides these amazing people in our lives, they're just really great human beings. Mm-hmm. And if you just talk, you know, if you just like get over that, it's Steven Van Zandt, this actor, this producer, this writer, this actor, this singer, this, you know what I mean? He's, you know, he's so, his portfolio is very diversified, you know? Absolutely. Um, and just talk. He, he, he really is great. And if you listen to Underground Garage, I don't know if you do. And when I he, do, yes. Yeah, you just, you just get the feel for him as just this guy, you know, he's just this guy. Yeah, it is just, it's clear that he and Bruce, and I think the whole band, um, remember their roots. They re- they have not forgotten where they came from and have so much respect and so much love for the musicians who came before them. And uh, I think that is amazing. That is so much cool. 
so what river stuff yeah what shows do you think you're going to try to go to see um i'm definitely going i'm i'm I'm, i already have my plane tickets we're going to the second night in chicago okay um because chicago actually from new york city is easier to get to than pittsburgh okay okay. (laughs) um even though pittsburgh's much closer um and cheaper (laughs) to go to so Chicago, I'll do, I'll definitely do MSG. I'll do both nights because um, my husband, I don't think is going to go to both nights at MSG because he wants to go to Peru, Jersey, that's Newark. So I'll do both nights at MSG. I'll do Newark. I was going to do a few more um, on this. I'm definitely going to do Sunrise with my brother. And there's a possibility I'll do LA. I was going to do up to 11 before the announcement. And this is... My take on the announcement we were talking about before. Yes. I am not cutting back my shows because he's doing the river every night. That, you know, is not my reason. I am cutting back my shows because there's going to be more this right, year. Right. You know what I mean? I'm yes. saying, I'm saying, okay, listen, I was going to do 11 up to 150 per ticket. You know what I mean? Yeah, you had your budget in mind. Right. And I'm saying, you know, it's not the river that I would, because I, it's like, like you said, like how many more shows does this band have in front of them? You know, how many more years? So if I really thought like, oh my God, that I would see every single show that I could. Right. But I know, you know, you know, Jessica is going to hopefully make the Olympic team and it's, you know, they'll bring, that'll bring Patty and Bruce down to Rio for the Olympics. And, you know, I think, he has been as well, you know, with Patty, both of them, if you follow Patty, you know, on Instagram, especially, they've been very present with Jessica's um, career the last, you know, since the tour and, you know, since absolutely, they've been very present, very there, not that they've always haven't been supportive, but they've been present. Yes. And I think that's going to continue as she's building up for, you know, this possible spot on the Olympic team. I totally agree with you. And, and I, that's why they're only doing up until, you know, 12 shows right now, because right. the next, the spring is where Jessica's going to be. This is the time for her. Right. And, and those kids, I, you know, I hate to use the word sacrifice because God knows those kids haven't, but forget who their parents are to us. They're still their parents. Absolutely. And I, and I think they have sacrificed a lot of, having their parents, you know, you know, they've lent their parents to us for so many years that now with certain things going on in these kids' life that their parents have to be very physically present for them. I believe that is. And I think that it is perfectly reasonable to think that this is kind of a mini tour, you know, kind of a warm up. And then, you know, there's going to be the other things. I'm going to try to go because I can work it out where I can drive up to Louisville and then go to Cleveland and then get back. Um, It's funny, you know, we talked about I I just got a job offer and I'm starting a new job. And my wife did say, you know, you don't want to mess up your new job right away. And I said, no, no, no. They asked if I had any plans. And I told them that, you know, that week in February, I'm, I may need some time off. I said, and you know, we'll work but it did out. did you tell them why? No, I did not yet. <laughs> you see? I did not yet. I was, I was, uh, 
Yes. Closet junkie. Yes. Um, well, they don't know me yet. So I, I think. I, oh, no, no, no. I would have done the same thing. I mean, I possibly would have. Right. Yeah. I mean, I will um, I, I will not bring my, you know, TARDIS cookie jar. Shout out to Doctor Who fans till <laughs> I've been that. there a week or two, you know, and then they'll get to see my geekness. So, yes, that will. So I'm hoping to go see those. And then I do hope that he does a little more Midwest and South, you know, uh, later this uh, 2016. But you know what? The future is not guaranteed for any of us. You know, if I can figure out a way to do more than two, I'm going to. I, I've shared this in the past, but uh, this past year or this year, last November, just um, I guess a little over a month ago, my wife competed in her an Ironman race. Oh, my God. Yes. And so this was a year of time and effort and training and a lot of money. And she, yes. And she said – Every dollar I spent on Iron Man, you could spend on Bruce tickets. Ah. And I said, okay, that's that's, <laughs> that's fair. Made oh, me fair. much more, yes, made me much more supportive. Not that I wouldn't have anyway, but I was like. Well, like you had incentive here. Yeah, like she said. Incentive program. Yeah, she said, I need new <laughs> goggles. No problem. Let's get them. And I'm just adding it to Buy the list. best ones you need. Yes, whatever you need. That's fine. Uh, oh, I love it. It's an, I know I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, the wheels are turning now with my husband, like an incentive yeah. program. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> is there, you know, we kind of skipped over this, but is there any special song or, you know, that gives you a memory or there's a, like, uh, Better Days has been an anthem for me during mm -hmm. this job search that, you know, enjoy the journey. Don't focus on just, you know, Focus on life right now, not life coming up. Uh, Dream Baby Dream uh, has been mean. And then if I had to pick one song, I probably think Land of Hope and Dreams is just truly something that's very special to me. So how about you? Any songs that mean because of your family, your, you know, your journey? Without getting into the, like, the crazy. And, and people who know me, people who know me in quote-unquote, East Street Nation, already know my backstory. Okay. So I'm not going to get into it, but I'll just say... I'm to share it if you feel like it. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to net it down to this. The last six years, I've battled a horrible illness, a horrible disease. Okay. So we'll just leave it like that. And there's been many ups and many downs and, and, you know, and literally had to pry tickets out of my hands at times when I was in the hospital, you know, and I was thinking, no, 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 I can get out of the hospital today and go. And they're prying these tickets out of my hands. No, 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 I'll make the show, <laughs> you know. So as many shows as I went to, there were many shows that I missed because of it. And there were highs and lows in my, in, in my, in my health. And the lows were very low. Everybody has their theme song. I know a lot of um, other uh, other cancer survivors, like myself now, um, have no surrender and have all this. And they're great. You know what I mean? They're right, right. really, really great um, theme songs. And 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 um, to have one song that mm -hmm. that kind of like. I have my favorite song. I have my least favorite song. I have my anthem song. I have this, but his catalog is so diverse. You know what I mean? And so large now 
I, 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 you know, I can't. My, I, and it would probably be yours are these hopeful anthems, you know, the ones that you picked. Yes. Mine would, <laughs> like, if I said, like, you know, like the price you pay, or like, like, like something as so dark as Youngstown, or you know, Freehold. Those are some of my favorite songs. Yeah, I'm very dark that way. But I love, I love what you said. Better days. I'm the first one to get up on my feet. You know, if he plays Better Days, you know what I mean. I'll work for your love. Mary's Place, Seaside Bar song. You know, you name it. You know, Thunder mm -hmm. Crack. Uh, you know, if he plays those and you know live in in concert, I'm the first one. Probably, you know, got my, you know, got the beat going and dancing. I love them all. That's why I'm not upset about it being a river tour. You know, that dark ages of Bruce, you know, part of the dark ages, so to speak. Right. Bruce's writing and some of his, you know, greatest, you know, from the darkness on the edge of town over, you know. I'm not upset, are you? Oh, no, I'm I didn't ecstatic. get I'm too, I'm too young to have seen him on the river tour. And I think that's another thing people are losing sight of. Yeah, A lot of his, his, um, demographic now who are and i hate to say this because my friends are his i have friends bruce's age right and i took two of them as a gift at the garden in 2012 to a show All and right. the husband and i were behind the stage which if you have never done people is an amazing seat first level behind the stage is an amazing seat at a bruce show just let me tell you. Okay. It really is. But, but they were on the other side, still on the first level, you know, excellent seats, but they were two seats, you know, they were different. And halfway through the show, and they're Bruce fanatics. They love him. Halfway through the show, they're like, it's too loud. It's too, <laughs> it's, it's, you know. And my husband and I were laughing because we're like, you're the same age, if not a year or two younger than the man, most of the people on the stage. Yes. So you so they take that and then you go to our demographic, right? Yours and mine, and right. you know, forties, early fifties. Right. So we're the demographic where most likely our children are older now. Yes. Right. Maybe even out of the house. Right. We have some expendable cash, you know. Yes. To spend. We have the time, the means, you know. So who is his audience? This is you know that's going to buy these tickets, you know. Yes. Going to buy this box set. You know, it's us. And I really, you know, I, I was really angry. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm biased. You know, I, I love Bruce's music. It has meant a world to me um, during, you know, I, I've when I was Be the Boss on E Street Radio, I said that uh, I had a good friend die unexpectedly. And I quoted Land of Hope and Dreams at his funeral. When my dad died, I quoted Land of Hope and Dreams at his funeral, made a joke that it seems like I should be quoting Johnny Cash instead. Right. Um, and, you know, I hope one day, years from now, many, many years from now, my son will quote it at my funeral. Many, many years. Yes. But, you know, people complaining about the price of tickets. And I'm like, that's it. That's the cost. I mean, what do you expect? That is, uh, this is the going rate, and it is. It's not his decision. It isn't his decision, and it's just you know there is a lot of people to pay. There, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you, then don't go. 
You know, I mean, there are tickets to go to, you know, the new Cowboy Stadium here in, you know, Jerry World, as we call it, the Death Star. You know, tickets are incredibly expensive. So you want to try to go to what? How about here in New York? Try to go to a Mets or a Yankees game. Yeah. A baseball game with your kids, which used to, I even remember, and I'm dating myself, yep. that I was able to go and sit in the upper levels for $9. You know what I mean? My father would, you know, may he rest in peace, remembers when it was a nickel, obviously, you know, but I, I remember when it was $9 to sit in yeah, the worst yeah. seats. Yeah. It's $50 here in New York, people. Yeah. And you don't get a free hot dog like you used to. No, you don't get you anything. Don't, so you get a seat. Yeah. So, uh, so there are, you know, and people are always complaining about, I'm glad you said this about the prices because it, you kind of wonder because you go to these huge stadium shows, like I said here, you know, 85,000 yeah. people, the security, the vendors, the women in the, 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 in the ladies, you know what I mean? Whatever it yeah, is, yeah. you know, you start to think how many thousands of employees there are, yeah. you know, and then you do the math, you know, and, and you start to think, well, the band's not really getting that much after all is said and done. And exactly. And I, I, I have the same thing as much as people think they are. Uh, bitterness as well about the, well, Bruce is a millionaire. How can he talk about how bad times are? And I said, first off, you never shake your upbringing. If you were born in a family that struggled, I don't care how successful you get, that imprint, that scars, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but that that part of you never leaves you no matter what. Yeah, exactly. And also there is a long, long tradition of – People that have been successful, you know, whether they're singer-songwriters or actors or artists that are speaking, you know, about the current state of the way things are. And I, I think it's really unfair for someone to sit there and go, yeah, way to be common man, Bruce. You know, tickets $160. Well, you know, he didn't set that. And you know what? You don't have to pay for it. Exactly, but, but you, exactly, exactly. And you just have to look at it at the big picture. Yeah. You yeah. have to look at it like, first of all, if you're sitting in those $160 seats. Now, there also are tickets on sale for $54.75, I noticed. Right, right. Okay? So let's be real here. Yes. If yes. you're choosing, you're choosing to sit in a $160 seat, you notice around you there was more security. Yes. There were more people cleaning up. There were more vendors. Those people have to get paid. Well, so if you're choosing, again, it's a choice to sit in a $160 seat, you're also seeing other things and other people who are being employed here in America. They're being employed with a decent, honest job to help, you know what I mean? To help make your experience in your $160 seat a better one. Well, I have the same... You know what I mean? Yes. When I go to um, a Texas Ranger game, baseball, you were talking about, you know, the Yankees and Mets. Right. Um, you know, if you if I get an upper decker seat um, and I, I, I think they're 15, 20 bucks, you know, versus a seat that's more in a lower end, which is 35, 50, maybe more. I don't know. You know, if you're down at the lower level, 
behind first base, there's a lot more vendors, a lot more people there constantly. And so it it is. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to be in the building. It, this is my point. That's why I'm saying if you choose, not you, right. whomever chooses a $160 seat. Yes. That's your choice. There are $54 seats. And, and, I, and I, I'm going to go on right now. Okay. Two, these same people that you and I both witnessed last night, especially, you know, with everything right. and my rant, the same people who are complaining – also complaining that he's doing the river in its entirety. Now, if you saw one of my things is he's with the exception of two cities, New York and LA, he's only doing one night in all these other cities. He's not doing these, you know, like quote unquote mini residencies, so to speak, you know, right, where right. he does 10 nights or seven nights. So He's bringing the river tour to different places in different cities. So if you don't want, and I am somebody that goes on tour when he goes on tour usually. Yes. But if you don't want to hear the river in its entirety, go to the show in your respective city. Pay your $54 or your $160, whatever your choice is. Enjoy the show and leave tickets for other people who may have never or could never experience it. The other thing, Allie, is um, I have the same feeling about people that rant about, you know, I may get into sacred cows here, but, you know, do do we really need to hear Badlands again? Do we really need to have Born to Run again? I can't believe that, you know, Bruce still brings a kid up to stage on Waiting on a Sunny Day. And, and whatever your sacred cow is. I'm saying it is someone's – every Bruce show is someone's first Bruce show, and you have to look at it from that mindset and not be jaded that Bruce loves having this generation come up and sing with him. You know Amen. what? So I'm going to enjoy that. He loves having the lights come up and everyone – fist pumping during born to run and you know what just enjoy and they do all these people you're talking about yes they do because they all are on videos if you youtube it you know the regulars that keep saying it you'll see them fist pumping and dancing they're not standing there during born to run no Ugh, come on people get over yourself like like i it finished my rant last night you all wanted live shows you got them get over yourselves and I had never seen – the first seven times I saw Bruce, I had never seen him do Thunder Road Live. Oh. Just had worked out. He'd not. Cut to um, April um, 2014. It's the NCAA um, basketball tournament. He does the free show in Dallas. And he ends it with Thunder Road with Patty singing a little background. Yeah, we I watched it on TV. Yeah, beautiful. I tell you what, right. a right. a show that's very hit centric because he knew his audience. What a great show! Just and and you, the audience was engaged, and there was just all these young people, and it was just a truly, truly, the local Dallas uh, music critic said, I would argue that this is the greatest Bruce show ever. Because of the intimacy and how many people he says, of course, you can make the argument that every Bruce show is the greatest Bruce show ever. Um, you know, so 
then I went and saw him in Nashville, and then I went and saw him in Houston, and I really was wanting to see the Dream Baby Dream pump organ ending, right? Right. Both of those shows he ended with Thunder Road. Okay. Now, am I going to complain that I didn't get to hear Dream Baby Dream? No. I I was sad I didn't get to hear it, but I'm like, how much of a SOB hypocrite am I that goes the first seven times I've never seen Thunder Road? What kind of jack wagon am I if I complain I get to hear it three times ending the show? It, it just I, – I don't understand this spirit of – of ungratefulness. It, oh, that's a good way to put it. I, I just, you know, I'm, and I'm not, I, I, my Bruce fandom is a gift and I am so happy that I have this passion and I, I love the fact that my podcast leader, Rob, when I said, Hey, I want to do a podcast about Bruce with his fans, go for it. And this has been so much fun to meet people and talk people about this. And, but I just, I don't understand where you don't have this. I, I'm so grateful because there's got, let's get morbid based on today. How much would a Beatles fan pay today to see uh, John Lennon do a show? Uh, right. I mean, really, really. Yeah. I mean, I mean look, listen, even like when Paul McCartney, you know, look at, look at, not to say that, you know, that, you know, to compare, I hate to say like John was the favorite, Paul wasn't, but like you look at Paul McCartney shows. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. They're outrageous. The tickets. Yeah. And absolutely. And, but John Lennon was, this. Oh, he was, he was the heart and soul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would pay a lot of money. Yeah. Is there. Not to a scalper though. Right, of course not. With the 216 and adding and, and, you know, still to be growing, is there anything you haven't heard him do live that you wish you could? Freehold. Freehold. I've never heard him do Freehold live. That would be cool. Isn't that crazy? That is. My friend Keith and I had this, we were tailgating one day and, um, he, you know, had a little to drink. He had a little to drink. Okay. And um, he just is like, like almost spit it out because he asked me the same question. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, I've only seen him 14 times and I've heard him do freehold, you know, five of them. And I said, yeah, those were the ones I wasn't at. Yeah. I, said, I said, he's like, but how is that? And so then I said, well, how many times have you heard him do this one live? He's like, oh, never. I'm like, or this. So, you know, it, after it that, at first he like spit out his drink when I said Freehold. That's funny. It was really funny. He's like, I, yeah. I, I can't. Freehold. I that, never seen it live. And it's crazy. That is awesome. I, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully this time you'll get it. You never yeah. know. You know, one of the things that... This has just been a blast, and uh, we should have you on after the tour, and we'll talk about you know how everyone came back and said, "Oh, I'm sorry, it was great watching him do it." Because you know what is it? Isn't it? Maureen said, "If you doubt Bruce's um, showmanship, you have not been paying attention." Right? Right. 
Absolutely. Um, Allie, we have gone over our hour. I am so appreciative of you taking all this time. If someone wants to reach you, how can they? They can reach me on Twitter at A4EVA, New York girl. Okay. And Y girl, right? That's what it is. You yes. know it. I yeah. Believe, yes. Um, uh, that's the best way to reach me. Right. Find me on Twitter. A, yeah, it's A4EVANYGIRL, which is A Forever New York Girl. That's the best way to get me. Yes. Let her know what shows you're going to, and uh, you can uh, we can share a hug, right? We absolutely can. Yes. Absolutely can. Yeah, I'm going to be doing, um, I, re I really can't say, but uh, yeah, I'll be easy to find at certain shows. Very nice. Something in conjunction. Yes, if you can use any of your connections to get some of the people from East Street Radio to join me on this podcast, I would really appreciate it. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I understand. Um, I can now tell you this. Um, so when Mike was on, and for those of you who haven't heard the podcast, Mike is Gary's brother-in-law. I asked him, I said, do you does do you hear in times for a tour happens? And you know, I asked Gary, I asked Mike, I said, does do you know before a tour happens sometimes? And he says, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. All I can tell you is, Gary was planning to tour, right, a short tour to promote his new release, and he had to postpone it. But that's all I'm saying, Jesse. Well, it's and like I what went, they all say. Fair enough. I'm not going to ask anything else. He, he is, you know, like an all joking. And as yes, we end absolutely. this, he is still the boss. He's the boss of them. <laughs> yes. He is the boss. And, and I, I just picture, you know, like in the old Batman TV show, <laughs> you know, the, the red button that Commissioner Gordon used. I, I just that. picture Bruce having the E Street Band phone. And oh, pushes out and going the call, yes, the, the Bruce signal. Um, Brian Bishop was on 10th yeah, Avenue podcast with uh, Lynette. Um, uh, yeah, and um, I'm trying to get her on the show as well. I think that'd be a fun discussion. But he talked about how much all that heaven will allow meant to him because of his fight. Thank with cancer. You. So I'm going to say thank you, Allie. I hope your health is good now. And I hope you continued uh, love and have so much fun during your Bruce journey. And we'll close it with, now some may want to die young, man, young and gloriously. Get it straight now, mister. Hey, buddy, that ain't me. Because I got something on my mind that sets me straight and walking proud. And I want all the time, all that heaven will allow. Absolutely. And you and I want as many Bruce Absolutely. shows as we can get no matter what he plays.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.